Hi, this is Connor Brantley, host of Hello, the Future is Calling, and this is Our Future is Missing, Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for Philip Pinnock, African-American and is now 22 years old. He went missing from the Dallas-Fort Worth area on August 17, 2005 at 5 o'clock. Philip is 5'6", 130 pounds, brown eyes, and brown hair. He may still be in the Dallas area. Philip has a pierced ear and a gap between his top front teeth. If you know of Philip's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-5678. Let's see a picture of Philip. Please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll bring you the latest tech talk and the inside scoop on what you should be thinking about buying. Now, here are your hosts. Thank you, and welcome to the program Tech Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Mark, along with my co-host Dylan. Today, we'll be interviewing a guest. Yes, we have a very special guest today. Um, It's a person who was on our mentoring team when we were in FLL, the Falcons. Her name is Maria. Say hi. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good, thank you. So I just want to start off and say how glad we are to have you on the program today. Our very first real guest, besides my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that was fun, though. It was interesting interviewing Mark's mom. We had a very special opening for her. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you tell us uh, who you are and what you do? Like, what team? Okay, my name is Maria Castro. I'm a senior at Carl Hayden High School, and I'm the president for the Falcon Robotics team. Wow. Nice. Got a president. <laughs> yes. And the pres- we have the president in, in this room here. Uh, what kind of robot are you building? Well, every year we have a different challenge, kind of like they do in the first Lego League competition. And this year's challenge is called Rebound Rumble. And we're building a robot who plays basketball and goes over bridges. That's hmm. awesome. What kind so- of bridges are they? Um, they're just little bridges. That, um, they look more like ramps than bridges. And they teeter in the middle of the, of the field. Cool. <laughs> So, um, I saw a video on Rebound Rumble, and there are four basketball hoops, and one is, there's two in the middle, one above it, and one below it. And can you tell us which basketball hoops are worth, were, were, worth <laughs> uh, how many points? Well, the top one is obviously worth the, worth the most points, and it's worth three points, and then the two in the middle are worth two points, and then the one on the bottom is worth one. And there's an autonomous period where the robots drive completely by themselves at the beginning of the match, and then the points are doubled. Okay, so you get a bonus in autonomous. Correct. So pretty much like VEX. Yeah, it's a little bit similar. Yeah. So what materials do you use to make your robot? Well, every team gets a kit of parts. Um, The rookie teams get a little bit more at the beginning of the, the build season. And our team uses protruded fiberglass because it's very inexpensive. Um, we have uh, an organization donate the protruded fiberglass to our team, so it's at no cost for us. And it's very easy to work with because unlike aluminum, it's it's a lot more more tangible. You can work with it with a handsaw instead of having to weld everything. And we, with limited supplies and limited funding, just a, a handsaw and a drill, I mean, that's all we need. That that's awesome. So you nice. don't you don't need any anything that's besides uh, any like anything that uses a lot of maintenance or anything. Just no, because one thing we we have limited funds and it makes it a lot more fun. That's good. <laughs> uh, how much time do you get to build a robot? Like pre time. Um, we have six weeks from the time that the game is released, and this Tuesday we just packed up our robot because that was the end of our six weeks. And then yesterday, the founder of the first robotics competition was at our high school, and I got to interview him for a bit. That's awesome. Nice. So have you been doing this since you were a um, freshman? Yes, um, I go to different summer camps over the summer, and I had no intentions in going to Carl Hayden High School before that. I was going to go to St. Mary's High School, and then 
one of the one of the teachers that I was working with, he was like, hey, you know, Carl Hayden has this amazing robotics program, and you say you want to go into engineering, so you have to go to the school. And that's exactly what I did. So before you went to high school, did you do anything robotics-related? Um, as a 12-year-old, I was admitted into the John Hopkins Center for Talented Youth Program, wow. um, taking the, S- the ACTs and scoring very highly. I scored the average score of a junior in, wow. when I was 12 mm-hmm. years old. And I, I went to different summer programs with, to different universities, and I took the principles of engineering and design. I took district mathematics. I took the history of mathematics and other, a lot of other fun stuff like that. That's awesome. What congratulations. Kind of, yeah, congratulations. Thank what you. kind of programming language do you use? Um, I'm not a programmer, <laughs> but I know um, our team competes in a lot of different competitions, and I know he uses C-sharp for the one that we use for the autonomous underwater vehicle one, and I believe he's using LabVIEW for the first robotics competition. So you said you weren't a programmer. Um, does that mean you split up your teams into builders and programmers and different uh, areas? Yes, um, at the beginning of the school year, um, since our first season doesn't start until second semester, all first semester we have the opportunity for our team members to explore different parts of the robotics team, whether it be construction, electrical, public relations, or programming. And then from there on, everybody gets to decide what their knack is. And, you know, if they really like that, then they'll work from there. Well, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This show is Tech Team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And right now we're interviewing Maria. Yes. Uh, how many how many people are on your team right now? Well, we're lucky enough to um, have have our robotics program be credited as a school class. So we have a science seminar class, and it's an honors class. And there's about fifty students registered into the class. Wow. And after school is when the real robotics counts, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's about thirty students who show up in and out after school, and we have a really strong team of eighteen. So uh, you do both FRC and the underwater robotics, correct? Yes. Um, our team both hosts underwater robotics and goes out to compete into a different competition for underwater robotics. So which one do you prefer? Um, hosting, it's a lot of fun. I get um, the poolside announcer, so I, I do the play-by-play. But um, I, I really enjoyed competing in San Diego cause, just because we went to the beach every day. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like my sister. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, I much love the beach. What kind of different jobs are there on your team? Well, personally, um, when I first started on the team, I started off with construction and electrical. And those are the two of the, of the things that you hear the most in a robotics team was the construction, electrical, and programming team. Um, I'm not very good with programming, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I left that to the other people. And um, I'm also uh, PR, which is public relations for our team. I mm-hmm. I do the networking, which is with the Twitter, the Facebook. Um, we have a thing called Chief Delphi, which is a communication forum. And I do all the main communication. I'm the team representative. We also have people who do work with the fundraising. We sell uh, Yoshi Bowls during lunch to help raise funds. We write letters to different people all over the state. Um, we have people who are like our secretaries because we have officers. So the president is in charge of doing all the public relations things. Our vice president is in charge of um, organizing all of our events where if we're going to if we're going to different events, they're the ones who arrange things like that. Secretaries do all the paperwork to go everywhere, and then treasurers balance the budget. So is that why we're uh, interviewing you specifically? Um, no. Um, we got an email from your mom. <laughs> And she asked if we had anybody who would like to, and I went to Radio Disney a couple of weeks ago, and I loved the radio thing, so I was like, I volunteered. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's my mom. Always sends stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, can you please explain what you do in the underwater? Okay, so every year, kind of like in first, we have a different game, and this year's the X-Files. We're having it be like, the story is... In the middle of a lake, there is a f- big flashing light, and then everybody just kind of forgot about it. You know, like in, mm-hmm. in Men in Black, how they had the little laser, and the light makes you forget? Well, the UFO's light made everybody forget, and then the FBI and the CIA closed off that lake. But what they didn't know was that there was aliens in there. And so everybody that goes there, I don't know if you see the X-Files, but um, the, three, the three lone gunmen... They're the nerdy people from the X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, each team is supposed to be the lone gunman with their ROV trying to rescue um, rescue some of the things that are in the lake and also try to t- retrieve some of the aliens. Wow. So what materials do you guys use to retrieve the aliens and things? So each team, um, we try to make it so that both people from the elementary school level and the university level have something to do because we don't want to make it too difficult for the younger students, but we don't want to make it too hard for or too easy for the older people. And so um, there's things like twisting, twisting things, and it's up to every team to design the robot however they like. Awesome. What other activities uh, activities does our team do? Um, we do a lot of things outside of robotics. We we go out camping. Sometimes we have an annual Falcon Robotics retreat. Um, we have a picture of us on top of Camelback Mountain. You know how the, the soldiers are picking up the American flag? Well, we mm-hmm. have a picture of robotics people picking up the robotics flag. <laughs> <laughs> so we do things like that. Um, in two weeks, we're, we're going to go scuba diving. Um, this weekend, there's people going snorkeling. And we have our ham radio licenses together. So we try to do a lot of team bonding activities. Lucky. <laughs> I'm sitting at home all day in front of a TV and like a coffee table built, putting robots together. You get to go snorkeling in San Diego. <laughs> well, thank you for being on our show. Thank you. We're going to have yeah. to take a break now. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Peace. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Stay informed with the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. Time to get back to the show for more. Hi, welcome back to Tech Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Mark. And I'm Dylan. And uh, this is our second segment, so we just finished interviewing our guest. She was really amazing. Glad we got to talk to her. Yes, and if you didn't hear that, rewind. If you did hear that, rewind. It's all the same. You have to hear it at least two times, maybe three. <laughs> yeah, she was obviously really intelligent. Yes, and I, I think, um, I just I don't know what to say. That was her first guest, and I just had a great time doing it. Yeah. So, Mark, how about you throw in you, the gadget on a budget today? Yes, uh, since you know, uh, know, we normally do the Gadget Budget and Gadget of the Week in the first segment. But uh, since we interviewed, we're going to do it in our second segment. So, uh, this was just a short thing. Um, 
this is the, this is a speaker dock. Typically, typically speaker docks recharge only iPhones or iPods. iHomes IC16 is the first dock that uses a USB port to link with the link with and charge Android headsets as well. Listeners can also sync uh, sync the speakers with an app that they can use to program program music to play at set times, such as before bed or as an alarm in the morning. That would be nice instead of a alarm you could have like music to slowly wake yes. you up so you're like it's like seven o'clock oh god breaks uh, breaks the alarm or you could have this though if it was like that you might just stay asleep that's true make you have good dreams <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like you see someone sleeping listening to that he's like riding like a pony in this gigantic like field it's all nice I can imagine Mark having that. It wouldn't be much different from his alarm clock because he'd just play, have it play heavy metal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Actually, Mark, uh, we were on the radio today, and uh, I saw a person singing it. Reminded me of you. It was Slasher. So um, now it's time for Gadget of the Week. The Gadget of the Week is the Multicopter. Last October in Germany, a man named Thomas Senkel completed the first manned flight of a Multicopter. He flew it 10 feet off the ground for 90 seconds. Now, you might be wondering what a multi-copter is. Because of how the multi-copter is designed, people may be able to put a parachute in it because instead of like a helicopter where the rotor is above the, it's like on top of, it's above where the person sits, this, uh, it has the rotors, it has a ton of rotors, like 16 right here, 16 rotors, uh, yeah. You, 16 rotors, and they all come out the side. So it's like a big ring of rotors around you. So that's what keeps it flying. So a multi-copter could potentially be safer, safer because you could put a parachute on the multi-copter, whereas if you put a, because it wouldn't get stuck or anything, whereas if you put a parachute on a helicopter, then the helicopter, the parachute uh, would get stuck in the helicopter's rotor. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. And also, multi-copters are um, stable and easier to control than a helicopter, which makes sense because you have a bunch around you instead of just, like, one or two on top of you. So that kind of makes sense to me, why it would be uh, more stable. Yeah. The only only problem I see with that is it's a little bit bigger, but that seems kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, The nice thing is is, is, uh, when I saw the picture of it, it kind of reminded me of, like, a multi-copter convertible because it didn't have a top like a helicopter. (laughs) So you just are flying, feeling the wind in your face. So um, I thought that was kind of cool. The multi-copter can still land itself even after four of its 16 motors have failed. Wow. Yeah, because it's got so many... But if uh, the if a helicopter rotor fail, you're done. Yeah, because there's only like two. There's like a tiny little one that steers, and one just lifts the whole big heavy thing up. Yeah, Thomas Senkel, the man who uh, who flew the multicopter recently, hopes to begin selling the aircraft within the next year or so. So maybe it'll you'll be able to buy it. So people wow. start saving up a ton of money because here comes the multicopter. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like when they launch a new Xbox. You already got the money for it, but it's impossible to get one. <laughs> it's going to be so much demand. He's not going to be able to make enough. Before you know it, cars are all eliminated. You just see these, uh, like, copters everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say, soon it'll be flying cars, like in those movies. Yeah, like, what was it, Back to the Future 2? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so, what else is there? Ah, yes, Smart Shoes. Smart shoes. Yes. Shoes that are smart. Yes. This will be interesting. Shoes that have brains. No. <laughs> um, these ba- these shoes basically are designed to help blind people. They were designed by a guy named uh, Anirudha of India. Um, basically, they have these motors on the sides. And when you have a phone, like um, an iPhone, and you, and you turn on Siri, and you say... Where's the nearest uh, fast food restaurant? Or something like that, right? It picks out a fast food restaurant. You click on the one you want to go to. And, it was, and, it, and it has Google Maps. And it links up the phone and the shoes link up through Bluetooth, right? So when it sends the directions on your phone, it also sends them to the, uh, the shoes. So uh, you can walk yourself there. And when you're walking, the shoes will vibrate in the direction to go in. 
So if I so I'm walking down the street and there's like like a three way intersection, and if they vibrate to the left, I'll turn left and start walking that way. There's only one problem I see with this. Um, you said it's for blind people, correct? Mm-hmm. And but the thing about Siri is, if you say take me to the nearest McDonald's or whatever, like we did there, you wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to click which one you want to go to. That's true. So you'd have to say have to the different. exact address to go there. And even still, sometimes Siri has you click on something because she can't hear you correctly. Yeah, that, that, that is a bit of a problem. And plus, it would need, you'd ha- can it like see stuff? Because what if there's like a person or something, maybe you have to cross the street well, and there's cars? Mm-hmm. Does, is there a way to tell you if it's okay to walk? Yeah, your ears. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, I mean, people, uh, the blind people. This isn't like a solution for them, but it's just kind of help them guide them to a place. That's true. As long as you're not like crossing a street or anything yeah. completely dangerous. Like if I don't know that that as long as you know you're not crossing any main roads or anything, I guess it'd be okay. Well, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is Tech Team. I'm Dylan, and I'm Mark. And right now we're talking about shoes that are smart. <laughs> Smart shoes. She's the brains. Brain shoes. I could go on forever. No. Weird. <laughs> yeah. CPU shoes. She's <laughs> CPU. No. Okay. Moving on. Um, this is kind of a, I won't say a gadget, but it's a computer. And I thought it was kind of neat. It's one of the better computers I've seen for the price on the market. And I thought this was kind of cool. Okay. So it's, it's called the HP Phoenix, right? And uh, this uh, has an I t- uh, I t- I don't say I tell <laughs> Intel i seven twenty six hundred K processor twenty four gigabytes of RAM wow a three point five terabyte uh, terabytes of memory uh, via SATA drive and it has both an AMD Radon HD six eight five zero and an and an Nvidia GeForce five fifty two great video cards yeah not just one two. And then, and it's uh, it only has uh, Windows Seven Home Premium, but besides that, it's like amazing. Then, then this is a computer that sells for one thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. So it does come with a little bit of a hefty price tag. Yes, but like my computer, I'm building it. <laughs> the truck driving my distracted me. <laughs> the computer I'm building, um, I'm building it just under a, a fifteen hundred dollar budget. And so this is like if you're gonna buy a computer, this would be pretty good for your price. Except I'm not sure how good the motherboard is, uh, or like what RAM they use. But I mean, just for the price, that's really nice. That is. I, w- I would prefer an ultimate, but you know, home premium is good uh, good enough for most people. Yeah. So what else do you have there, Mark? Uh, quite a few, quite a few things. Actually, uh, I prepared for two shows last week, but we ended up only doing one. So I have. Uh, quite a th- uh, quite a bit left over actually. <laughs> so uh, another thing I have here is a zero g roller coaster, which is zero gravity. I saw that popular science. Yes, popside, popside.com, pop popscience.com, popular popscience.com. I have my magazine right here, mm-hmm. right right there, guys. Popular science all day with a futuristic game controller. That would yes, be so, totally awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah, popular science is awesome. Love it. Now, uh, I just got to make sure I uh, talk about this real quick before we go to break. So the Kinda KA is the tallest roller coaster in the world, right? This particular roller coaster takes its passengers up 418 feet. Nice. Just straight like an L. Kind of like Superman or Batman. Oh, yeah. But it's different than that. See, it goes up to about 150 miles per hour. (laughs) God, it's fast, right? But, um... Be, uh, basically, the people that designed this roller coaster, they're B, uh, it's called BRC Imaginative Art School, and they have des- and they're the ones that designed this, right? And what they what they say it's designed for is though instead of roller coasters like Superman, where you go up and just like you feel like you're gonna fall into your death, <laughs> where it's it's more supposed to be like they designed an enclosed capsule because it's more supposed to feel like like no gravity for those few seconds. You don't feel like you're falling. You feel like there's just balance like there's not there's nothing holding you up you don't hmm. feel it's that's what it's designed for more of a peaceful kind of floating you know mm-hmm. instead of <gasps> well let's take a break i'm dylan and i'm mark keep it right here you're listening to voice america kids
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stay informed with the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. Time to get back to the show for more. Hey, welcome back to the show. Again, tech team. (laughs) Voice America Kids Network, third segment. And this one, Della, you're going to talk about some stuff. Yes, I am. Um, first, I want to talk to you about TikTok. You mean it's, the clock? Yeah. <laughs> um, only this is kind of a pun. It's punny. Um, it's tick- oh, the punishment. T-A-L-K. TikTok, like when you talk. Um, some of you who have cell phones know that you have a hard time finding your phone sometimes. Yes. Um, well, those days might be over. A Bluetooth-enabled watch will be able to take your texts, emails, and other messages right to your wrist. Say One what? day, these watches will also be able to connect to the internet and serve as a mobile hotspot. So pretty much, it's a cell phone on your wrist. Wow. Okay. So, um, okay. So I, I, I just basically take some Velcro, strap an iPod. Uh, I'm sorry, not iPod. iPhone to my wrist, and that's just it. Well, no, it's an actual <laughs> watch. Only it can take. Uh, texts, emails, mm. it, someday it's supposed to be a mobile hotspot. It can take all your messages right there to your wrist so you can read them on your wrist. So as long as you have that watch on, um, you can have all your text messages right there. And how does that work, though? I, just, I can't imagine a watch that could do that. Well, it, it has a Bluetooth in it. So mm. it, what it does is the Bluetooth, it connects to your phone's Bluetooth, uh, wherever it is, and it takes the messages from your phone and puts them on the watch screen. So it's it's a really cool thing. And here's the coolest part. Most Bluetooth-equipped devices run on lithium-ion batteries, which require daily char- recharging. But this new watch will be able to run two years on a regular watch battery. So it's just a regular watch battery, so it'll be able to run just as long as a normal watch would. Jaw drops. I know. It's amazing. I- I'm like, oh, I know what I want for Christmas. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I mean, I've been having trouble with because there's nothing I really kind of want right now. And I'm, like, I'm thinking, that 
is perfect. Yeah. My, my parents won't let me have a phone while they'll let me have a watch. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I've talked before on this radio show about how I need a new phone because mine's not working. Who needs a phone? I want a watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Going old school, people. We're going back to watches. Mm-hmm. So phones thing in the past. Now it's all about the wrist. <laughs> yeah, no more rummaging because I've had that problem. I'm like, oh, great. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? It's like in your back pocket the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> or like sometimes I wear um, sport shorts, and so uh, the pockets will like droop down, and it'll be under my leg, and I'll be like patting my pockets, and I'm like, I can't find my phone, Mom. Where's my phone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'll be like, I'll like reach my leg up, and I'll feel, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing sport shorts. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, so moving on, um, let's move to a thing called bodyguard. Um, it's all one word, but it's spelled the same. Bodyguard. Okay, so let me get this straight. It's bodyguard. Yes. How did I guess that? He's amazing. Psychic, I must say. Okay, so imagine this. A robber is cornered in a dead-end alley. He turns to face the police officer pursuing him, ready to put up a fight. But the robber pauses. The officer's left forearm is encased in ballistic nylon. And half a million volts of electricity are menacing, oh ar- arc menacingly between electrodes on the officer's wrist. Oh, God. <laughs> a green laser target lands on the robber's chest. The robber puts his oh hands God. up. It's a fight he can't win. For uh, police and corrections uh, officers, preventing and defusing, defusing confrontations with bad guys can save lives. And that's the point behind the bodyguard. What do you need, Mark? So... This is like a robotic, elect- uh, like electric arm. It well, it's kind of like a arm, like guard almost. It's like a case you put over your arm, because um, what it's really meant to do is to stop confrontations with the bad guys. Just because, like so I said, he, he sees the electricity. You can hear it, hear it crackling. The weird things over the officer's arm, and then. A green laser r- lands on the robber's chest, so he just puts his hands up. He knows he can't win. Too intimidating. I mean, yeah. I can just imagine a puncher going to walk with that. <laughs> it's like it's like Captain America strong. I can shoot like a rocket out of it or something. <laughs> That's what the robber's going to be picturing. He's, he's going to get like a punch from Captain America, shocked to death, while uh, all the same, while the rocket's firing towards him, <laughs> blowing him to shreds. There's no remains. You're listening to the Voice of America Kids Network. This show is Tech Team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And right now, I'm talking about a guard armor thing called the bodyguard. So, um, it's equipped with a high-voltage stunner, a video camera, a laser pointer, and a flashlight. Um, like I said, it's intended to prevent violent situations. Now, let me just ask you one last question. How do I get one of these? (laughs) Uh, when you become a police officer, you can get one. And can I keep it? Uh, as long as you're a police officer, I would assume so. Can I steal one? No. Where do they make these? Mark. (laughs) (laughs) What you do is you put this item on your left forearm. It is like a casing or armor for your arm. Um, the, the people who invented this, um, they made it because they heard a story about, um, a mountain lion attack, and it left one person seriously injured and another one dead. Um, so they wanted, uh, they were thinking, even if you had a knife or something for self-defense, you would probably drop it in an attack like that. So he, they wanted to make something that you would use, like, just by instinct. Because, I mean, your first reaction when something's trying to get you, you just punch. Yeah. So if, punch. That, if that's on your arm, it could help you. Um, the man who invented the bodyguard, David Brown, is a cameraman, editor, and producer who makes a living by... Filming musical acts like Rage Against the Machine and Snoop Dogg. And he also filmed some behind-the-scenes footage for the actor Kevin Costner. Hmm. Okay, so can I ask real quick? Now, I think I've seen this before. Is this the one with over 9,000 volts of electricity going around it? Um, I believe it is. Let me see. It has um, half a million volts. So it's got so a lot. So that's over 9,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And two, if you lost your arm, could they attach this as like a prosthetic, a super awesome prosthetic? Well, I don't think they could, but I guess what you could do is you could get a fake arm and then put that over your fake arm. Hmm, that's true. Oh, 
And I wanted to mention, if you're watching this on YouTube, I wanted to notice, if you notice that the microphones are colored weirdly, no, it's not some sort of hallucinogen. It's actually these little rubber things that are now attached to the microphone. It's a windbreaker. They're all, they're all pretty. <laughs> Colorful. So um, this guy uh, made his first prototype of the bodyguard in just 48 hours using a, um, a cheap video camera, um, a stunner from off the shelf, and uh, I think it was a fire alarm or something from Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was his first prototype, and 30 prototypes later, he's got a bodyguard that could be sold or could be given to police officers and um, uh, army men. That's nice. I pictured something like, if you ever seen Iron Man or Iron Man 2, I pictured something like half his arm, except not painted, and a lot bigger and menacing looking, and just like electric vultures standing around it. <laughs> Actually, I wrote about it in the Popular Science Magazine, so I was about to show Mark a picture, but I realized that it was in a different Popular Science Magazine. Aww. I didn't bring the right one. From the sound special. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on. We have the robotic cheetah. Uh, have you noticed? I've said quite a few robotic animals. Yes, uh, we'll see. There's the robotic ostrich. <laughs> uh, what else was there? Um, I don't know if I've said this, but they also have a hummingbird. Wow. Yeah. A lot of robotic animals. I know. I know I've seen like... Um, oh, we've talked about snakes. Robotic snakes. 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 Two different kinds, one big and one small. So mm. um, back to the robotic cheetah. DARPA has funded a super fast running cheetah. DARPA fa- funds a lot of robotic things, don't they? I bet they do. They do. Uh, there's a ton of stuff that I've seen on popular science that they funded. It must be one of the larger companies. Yeah. It's hoping to be the fastest running robot in the world. Could it run faster than an Olympic runner? Well, maybe. Uh, they're hoping to get it to be as fast as a normal cheetah. Wow, because if they could do that, if they enter into the Olympics this year, then, I mean, <laughs> this thing would be unstoppable. This thing would win a gold medal for sure. Yeah, because then you'd have a robotic runner and that ro- that super smart robot carrying the Olympic ter- torch. Yeah. So right now, um, based on the design, it's expected to go 20 to 30 miles an hour. But like I said, hopefully it'll go as fast as a real cheetah. You can read about this at, of course, www.popside.com. Oh, yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah, jinx. Unfortunately, we're going to have to take a break. No! (laughs) I'm Dylan. I'm Mark. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. 
What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here. And because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stay informed with the tech team on the Voice America Kids channel. Time to get back to the show for more. Hey, and welcome back to Tech Team again. <laughs> the fourth segment, our last segment here. And as you know, uh, we do something on autism, and we both have good stories, apparently. Yes, we do. I can't wait. So, Mark, you want to start it off? Sure. It's a coincidence that we both have good stories, and yeah, I found a story this morning. <laughs> All right. So this um, this story is about uh, a, a high functioning autism kid who was a basketball player. So his name is Jason McElwain. Uh, he is a high-functioning autistic American. Yes? I just want to say, uh, as soon as you said that, I it reminded me of the story I had that one show yeah. about the about uh, the kid who plays basketball at my friend's school. I remember that. He was that. autistic, and I got to witness his first basketball hoop, and it was really cool. Yeah, I remember that. All right, uh, so he came to fame, quote, quote. Fame. <laughs> on Yeah, you'll read. He had met the president. He was on TV as well. Wow. Yeah. He came to fame on national news in 2006 when he played for four minutes during a high school basketball game and scored 20 points. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like six six-pointers and a, and a normal shoot basket, whatever you call it. When I play basketball against my friends, I want that kid on my team. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> four minutes and 20 points. Yeah, four minutes, 20 points. That's like, let's see, how, how long is a normal basketball game? 20 minutes? 20 times 20, what is that? 20 times, wait, what? Uh, there, I don't think there are 20 minutes in a quarter, are there? Are there? I don't know how many there are. All you basketball people out there, you can tell us how many yeah, there tell, are. Yeah, tell us on Facebook. We'll add it up and say it on the next radio show, the eighth one. Yeah, because I have no idea how many minutes there are. In my friend's basketball game, there are eight minutes in a quarter. So, See, McElwain had a passion for basketball. So high school basketball coach Jim Johnson appointed him to manager of the team. Wow. On February 15th, uh, 2006, uh, Greece uh, Athene uh, was playing Spencerport. Uh, Greece Athene is the basketball team. Mm-hmm. High school for a division title. Greece Athene got a large lead, so John- Johnson decided to let McElwain play in the last four minutes. After initially missing two shots, McElwain made six three pointer shots and one two pointer. Wow. After the final buzzer rang, the crowd dashed onto the court in celebration. That's awesome. Uh, I, guys, if you can make 20 points in a single quarter, that's amazing. I Four know. Four minutes. You want to hear the score? What was the score? The final score was Greece Athene, 79. Holy cow. To, Sp- to Spencerport, 43. Wow. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, this uh, same person has also wrote a book. Uh, I think it's called The Game of My Life. It's just in stores now. And I heard that uh, recently they're talking about making a movie about it. But it, like they were talking about it at one point, but it never got done. But the book is out there. You can go get that. The Game of My Life. Just I go s- down to your Barnes & Noble, buy Kindle Fire or something. Yeah, I, I want to read that now. I should uh, have my mom check it out and uh, so we can order it uh, so I can read it from the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty good book. Have you read it, Mark? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the story I have. Researchers have detected changes in brain development in autistic babies. 
as young as six months old. So what if you could detect it so early that you could get them in therapy early and uh, heal them completely because you started so young? That would be awesome. Wow. Because um, they can detect it as young as six months old, which is about half of a year before the parents even start seeing symptoms of autism in their children. Wow. Yeah. These results could help autism be treated early and could possibly help children with it in their future because they detected it so early. Yeah, Um, early early is the key to anything, cancer, autism, anything. Yeah, because um, therapy, uh, it says here, is, um, is most effective when you get them in there early. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like I said, parents usually notice autism symptoms in their children when the child is age one or two, but the doctor usually doesn't give them an official diagnos- diagnosis until about age five. So that's about four to, three to four years of them having, uh, of the parents seeing, um, uh, of them seeing symptoms of autism in their children before the doctor actually even gives them, uh, uh, yeah, they have yeah. it. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty concerning. Yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This show is Tech Team. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And right now we're talking about how Pizza. Um, babies could be recovered uh, <laughs> and helped with their autism early. Yes. If we were talking about pizza, I would probably be, you'd probably hear my stomach growling. Yes. Um, well, mine's about to growl, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to what I was saying. Uh, they usually don't get a diagnosis till about age five. Um, eventually researchers hope to find patterns, which will show them which high risk babies are most likely to be autistic and get them into therapy early because the therapy is most effective at a young age. Like I said, yeah, the only thing is the, it says some people think, I don't, I don't know, but Lots of people think... Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people think that um, they shouldn't just test it on high-risk babies. They should test it on everyone. But I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, because you'd probably have to put them under, like, a scan or something. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know how that would go out. But yeah. um, if you could get them into therapy early, if you detected it, that would be good. Yeah. I'm going to talk about something that's a little bit kind of neatish. Now, do you want to hear about a cool toy helicopter or your own personal camera stand? Um, okay. Uh, you can tell me. Surprise me. There. Okay. Uh, eeny, meeny, money. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, how about the personal camera? I'll go with that. Now, this camera is like it's this specific can't talk today specific camera stand that will follow you literally like um that's weird yeah i saw kind of cool yeah i saw this in pop sci it's um it had like a, one of those flip cams attached to it and it swirls 360 degrees and 30 degrees uh, 30 degrees up and down and it follows you by means of an infrared sensor it's, I thought it was really cool. I thought, you know, because we have so much problem with this camera stand. And <laughs> it's like getting to line up, especially when we had the guests, because it was three people. It was a little bit more difficult that way. Yeah, it took us like five minutes just to find a spot where we could see everyone. Yeah. But we did it. We did it. Yes, we did. That was awesome. Uh, we, we got it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark's cheering for ourselves. Oh, himself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But uh, I thought that was kind of neat, and I, I'm I'm blah. I'm still can't talk today. I don't know what camera this actually fits, but I do know if it's like the flip cam and things like that. And if it fit like normal cam- cameras, that would be kind of neat. We could have that for our own one. So wait, you said it follows you around. Does it like have wheels on the bottom of the stand? Uh, no, it stands in one place, but it goes like that and up and down. Oh, okay, okay, I get it. I thought you meant like. You could walk around and it followed you. <laughs> no, but I think uh, I, f- I had a suggestion is if they had like a microphone on it, I could t- tell where sound was coming from. So it would also follow you by infrared, but if there's more than one person in the room and use a microphone to tell where the sound was coming from most. So if you're talking and go over here, then you hear me talking and come back over here, you know? Oh, cool. So that, w- that would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, that's the one suggestion I wish I would have had. But uh, right now, it just has an infrared sensor. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And then uh, I'm not sure how much time we have left, but how about uh, I think I might be able to fill in both the personal camera and the helicopter. Awesome. Let's hear it. All right. So, <laughs> well, just flashing the one minute sign. So, Hover Spy. This is a, a cool little toy helicopter that is controlled by your iPhone. Again, I read this in Pop Psy. Pop Psy. I read Pop that Psy, too. Pop Psy. Pop Psy. This toy helicopter has a camera on its belly, kind of like those rockets you see. Um, you ever seen those toy rockets? Yeah, I have one, except it doesn't have a video camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to have ours, but then it broke. But it's kind of <laughs> like it's kind of like the ones that have the camera. Uh, I didn't break it, no. Um, but it basically has one on its belly, so you can fly around, see all over the place. And since the video signal straight, uh, uh, no, I just already mentioned this. I don't know why I wrote this up t- twice. Since it, it since the uh, since the video signal straight to your iPhone. So you can control it and see it. Basically. That would be really cool. So you can see it on your iPhone? Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this helicopter was on a show called Modern Family. Really? Yeah. If I remember correctly, there was one episode where I think they were having like a, it wasn't a garage sale. It was like something uh, like a charity kind of giveaway type thing. And uh, if, if you know the episode I'm talking about, if you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about? They had, um, it was Manny and what was the other character's name? I can't remember now, but it was these two characters, and they and they were giving away this toy helicopter, and uh, and they took it out of the box and messed with it, and it got stuck in the tree and stuff. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, now I remember. It was it was to give to they were bringing out things to give to people whose house burnt down. Oh. Right. Well, unfortunately, that's going to do it for us, guys. Oh. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. I want to say, all 1,114 of you, thank you so much, and maybe more of you. This was such a great honor to do this, and I'm so glad you're listening to us. And remember, watch us on YouTube, because the first segment with us, uh, well, by the time you hear this, this is the Tuesday. But when you go on YouTube, the first segment is always posted on Monday, and so you'll be able to see the uh, the guest a uh, day early. Yes. Mm-hmm. Listen to the show weekly on voiceamericakids.com. Contact us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. And, and mention, Facebook. Yes. And Facebook. And mention our name and the show. Thanks Facebook. again for listening, guys. Facebook. That's our show. Make sure you tune in to the tech team every week for the latest in tech info on the Voice America Kids channel. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.